The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. He's a CFP and author of a new book called Soldier of Finance. Welcome to the show. Jeff, are you there? Jeff, are you there? I am. Very good. Welcome to the show. Just tell us a little bit about your background. You've been in the military and a CFP. Just tell us a bit about uh, your background and how you've come. Yeah, so um, I was uh, actually born on the West Coast, but uh, I I claim the Midwest and I've been living here for pretty much majority of my life, but... I uh, joined the Army National Guard whenever I was literally going nowhere in my life, and uh, thank goodness I did because he just got me back on the uh, the right track. And uh, with that, I um, ended up becoming a financial planner, really just stumbled into the profession, really had uh, no desire to uh, help people manage their finances, but uh, thank goodness I did. And uh, just through those experiences and just uh, come across people that just really were clueless about uh, managing their money, um, it helped uh, help me to learn. Wow, I needed help managing my money, and more importantly, people around me needed help. And uh, that just really became my mission. And uh, you know, fast forward to a present day, you know, that's what the book and what my blog has just been about—really just educating people and, and empowering people to make smart decisions with their money. We're going to go through a whole bunch of different areas that you talk about in the book on helping people with their money. But why do you think that the military theme? which you use throughout the book, is appropriate for non-military people dealing with their finances in the, uh, the civilian world, I guess you might say. Yeah, you know, I think it was just, I know from my own, my own personal experience, you know, I, the military was the kick in the butt that I needed. And I just come across people all the time, whether they're in the military or not in the, or not in the military, they just need that friendly <laughs> nudge in their bottom, you know, to get going. And, you know, I think uh, some of us just need that. And, you know, I think sometimes people are just, oh, well, I can do it later. And they just try to make themselves feel like, oh, they've got time. You know, they can always do it next week, next month, next year, whatever. Uh, and I just think people are taking, they're just too complacent on what's going on with their finances. And that's why I want to take, you know, a slightly different approach. I mean, I'm not all up in your face, but, you know, definitely giving you encouragement and inspiration when needed. You say that a lot of people struggle uh, to get their financial life in order. What are some of the biggest struggles that people face in, in order, and, and therefore their life, their financial life, is not in order? Man, you know, I, I've seen, I have literally seen it all. I've seen people that struggle with debt. Uh, you know, struggle with just the idea of can they really afford to buy whatever they want to buy? You know, buying a brand new car when they, you know, they buy a thirty, forty thousand dollar vehicle because. In their mind, it's only $600 a month as a payment, which just blows my mind because they don't realize how that could be better served, whether it be, you know, investing for now, for later, or whatever. Uh, I've seen people that just don't save enough because no one's really showed them how much they need to invest or how much they need to save, and they don't, they don't know what 
where to put their money into it. So, you know, I've been a financial planner now for 10 years, and I've been blogging for about, about five years now. So it seems like I come across every single different, you know, struggle that people have with money. All right, let's start with the beginning. Uh, your, your first, what you call uh, part one, is what you call the discovery phase, uh, which is what is your why? Uh, so you, you start off with why are you here? So what are some of the questions people should ask at the beginning of the financial process that you take them through? You know, I think it's just understanding of, you know, where are you at in your financial life, you know, and most importantly, how did you get there or why did you get there? And some of these questions are are harder to answer or harder to fess up to because I think many of us just live in denial. I know, you know, for me, whenever I finally figured out, wow, like I really am in debt, you know, I had to sit there and ask myself, like, you know, why did I get here? You know, why am I in debt? You know, what sort of denials was I living through? Um, and just going through, you know, through your questions of answering, like, why did I get in debt? Well, because you're buying things that you don't, you can't really afford. Well, why am I buying those things? Because it makes my makes me feel better. Why why do I need to buy new things to make myself feel better? And you just go through these series of questions of, of asking yourself, you know, these really tough why questions. And you know whether you do it with yourself or do it with a, a partner, but it helps identify just where you're at. You know, and like I said, it, it might be hard to acknowledge. I know for me, it was harder to acknowledge in the beginning, but after I was able to sit on it for a little while and just really digest and and uh, unpack, you know, really what I was really struggling with, it finally was very uplifting and just like a, you know, huge cloud was, you know, lifted on me because now I could truly identify, you know, what the issues were and then most importantly how I could actually fix them. You have in this chapter what you call the go-no-go list. Uh, I guess in the military they kind of uh, measure performance all over the place on different things. Yeah. And this is your version of that. What is the go-no-go list, and what are some of the questions people should ask uh, on that particular list? Yeah, let's see. I'm going to actually – so as far as under, understanding the why, right? Uh, yeah, this is page 17 of your book, go, yeah, the go-no-go so, list. Sure, yeah. Like just one thing, you know, are, are, any of you, are your bills current? Are you really making any late payments on anything? You know, that's uh, so simple, but yet I see it happen all the time. You know, do you, uh, do you often use a budget? Uh, do you even know what a budget is? Um, you'd be surprised. Uh, do you keep your checkbook balanced? Or are you notorious for balancing your checkbook by every time you visit an ATM machine? <laughs> Something I was, uh, have been guilty of for a long time. Uh, you know, without looking, do you know how many credit cards you have? And more importantly, you know, do you know what interest rates that you're paying? Uh, do you know how much you're putting in your 401k uh, each month? You know, do you know where that money is being invested? Uh, do you know your credit score? Um, do you know the last time you've checked your credit report? Are there any errors on there? Uh, you know, these are just some of the, you know, basic things that they seem so simple. And really, like, if you took every single thing I just listed and probably spent a half a day, I mean, you could probably get all that stuff ironed out. But people literally, I, I come across, I've come across people that answer no to, you know, every single question, which is like, you know, blows my mind away, but, you know, that's just the truth of the environment that we live in right now. You have in here a, a success story, what you call a soldier of finance success story. Just tell us briefly uh, what, what a difference can be made by following your system here. Yeah, so just, you know, the the story I think I shared in the beginning was, you know, a gentleman that uh, husband and wife just had a brand new kid, and just 
he was making good money, but you know didn't have anything saved. They had a lot of debt, and really were just not happy with you know where they're at in their life. And they both were able to sit down and just started asking themselves, you know, like why, you know, why are we not happy? You know, why we have we have a decent jobs, we have a decent income. Um, you know, what's the issue here? And you know, through these uh, these questions, they were able to figure out, you know, why they were happy, why they had debt, you know, why they were trying to keep up with you know, their friends and their coworkers and, you know, their acquaintances. And, you know, they definitely went the um, the uh, hardcore approach and literally just sold a bunch of just stuff. I mean, we, we sold all their all their crap. And, um, you know, I don't suggest that works for everybody, but in their case, that's what they needed uh, to do. And they redefined uh, where they're at. And I don't didn't really mention this in the book because I think it kind of went a little bit, um, once again, a little bit more on the... Uh, extreme side things, but uh, they actually sold all their stuff, uh, got out of debt, and then they actually moved overseas for a little while and ended up moving back. And uh, ever since going through the whole that experience and exercise, you know, they're now you know, living uh, debt-free and, and, even more importantly, you know, just loving life. Great. Now, the next thing you, the step you say to take is to enlist and take an oath. Again, we're kind of in the military frame of mind here. What do you mean by enlisting and what kind of oath should people take? You know, for me, whenever I, whenever I first joined the military, whenever I, I had to go to our uh, processing station, you had to swear in, and uh, you know, every new enlistee has to take an oath. And you know, one of those times, you know, whenever you meet with a recruiter and sign the paperwork, I mean, it feels kind of real, but you know, not. It feels like to sign any form, but like when you're there with your hand raised and you know you're swearing, you know, to the flag and swearing to this country. I mean, there's a lot of pride in that. You know, that was one of those moments where, like, oh, my, this, this is real. You know, this is, a, this is actually a defining moment in my life. And for those that want to get control of their finances, want to actually take charge of their money, I wanted them to have that same type feeling because it's kind of like when people go on a diet. You know, everybody says, oh, New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And that works really good until about January 12th. <laughs> and then you just fall back right on it. You know, and for those that want to get out of debt, they say, oh, I want to get out of debt this year, or I want to get better with my spending, but then, you know, after two weeks, they just become unmotivated. I wanted to give something that would be more of a ceremonious event, something, you know what, this time it's different, this time it's real, you know, and take an oath towards, you know, just really getting back, you know, getting control of your, your finances back. So what is the, the, uh, uh, the, the actual pledge that you're having people take? Yeah, uh hold on, let me uh let me find it here. Sorry, I didn't have it uh didn't have it handy. Page twenty two. <laughs> Thank you. There you are. I love it. Yeah, so uh, I insert name do, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the principles of the Soldier of Finance Survival Guide, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of Soldier of Finance and the directives presented in the Soldier of Finance Doctrine, so help me God. So have you had people actually doing this and reporting back to you? Uh, I've had a few people, yes. Uh, you know, what I'm, I'm trying to devise a way where they can actually, like, take a picture. Uh, I think that would be really cool to share uh, on the, uh, the Facebook page. But, yeah, I've had a few people actually uh, message me back and say, hey, Mike, sounds kind of silly, but I did this. And I'm like, hey, that's awesome. That's why, that's why I put it in there. And then you say you should get a battle buddy. Uh, this is somebody who's going to hold your back, I guess. So what is a battle buddy, and how do you find one? Yeah, so just to kind of under, to unpack the uh, battle buddy concept and, and basic training and, and the military, really, we, we were 
when the basic training in the beginning, we were each assigned a battle buddy. And this person was meant to fully know everything about us. They had to know our inner, inner secrets. They had to know our our what we liked, what we disliked, where we were raised, who our family was, and they're also responsible for us. So, for example, if my battle buddy didn't have his canteen filled or if he wasn't carrying his soldier's handbook on him at all times, not only would he have to pay, but I would have to pay because I was his battle buddy. So the battle buddy concept is basically being responsible for someone uh, you know, and not afraid to tell them when they need to hear something that might be harsh, that might be real. And, you know, in our personal life, I think especially in our financial lives, you know, if, if you're struggling with that, and I'll just use that as an example, and, you know, you're going shopping when you don't need to be, or you're eating out more often than you need to, or just, just late on your bills because you don't care, having a battle buddy who could be your spouse, could be a best friend, could be a coworker, just somebody that you trust that's going to know everything about you uh, and your finances and isn't, you know, willing to basically tell you, hey, you know, you, you, you're going to go buy X when you know you can't afford it? You know, why are you going to do that? You know, you don't, <laughs> only a, a true battle buddy can say that to you because if it was like a stranger, you just take offense and just tell them to go screw off. But a battle buddy, you know that whatever they have to say to you, you know, that they're, they're saying it out of love. Uh, you know, it might be harsh love, but it's, you know, it's a real love that you need to hear. It's kind of an accountability partner, I guess. Absolutely. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. He is the author of a new book called Soldier of Finance. He's also clearly from the military and has a lot of good experiences from that. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Business owners, do you run your business, or does your business run you? Put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to Success Unchained with hosts Anthony and Julie McGloin. At last, discover how to overcome your biggest challenges, take control of your business, and achieve the results you've always dreamed of. Find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts. Transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think of the world... 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, 
Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. Uh, He's the author of a new book called Soldier of Finance, Take Charge of Your Money and Invest in Your Future. He's also a a military veteran as well. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, Is there a website related to the book that people can find out more about it, and what might that be? Yeah, so people can head over to soldieroffinance.com, and that uh, will be more information about the book. You can see a book trailer uh, you also see a link to my blog uh, called goodfinancialsense.com, which also has more personal finance information as well. Very good. Okay, the next step you say is to do the Army physical uh, measuring your debt. What should people do to kind of measure their debt and their, their financial physical, I guess you might say? Yeah, and I think this is, uh, once again, one of those tough areas that you just have to fess up to. And uh, I know in the book I shared a, a personal experience I had with uh, – they're not clients, they were – maybe trying to be clients with me, but uh, we were kind of going through the typical financials, looking through the statements, and then I asked the question, you know, how much debt do you have? Uh, and to that question, they, couldn't, they could not answer me. Uh, and what troubled me the most was the fact they couldn't answer me, but they couldn't even give me a, a range. So I actually assigned a, a homework assignment for them to let, you know, find out, okay, how much debt do you have? You know, how much, what's the interest rate, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a couple that told me when we first started meeting that they were completely, you know, they had their house paid off, and they only had a little bit of consumer debt. So after the homework assignment, I, was, I learned that a little bit of consumer debt ended up being over $50,000 of consumer debt, including some auto loans, a, tra- a camper loan, and even worse, a lot of credit cards, some of which were over 20% interest rate. So I think when, you know, people have to identify, you know, how much debt they have, you know, do the physical is you've got to you've got to take a look underneath the hood and find out what what's really going on, um, because I think I think nowadays people are just so accustomed to just having some credit card debt because that's just our nature now. Like, oh yeah, I've got some credit card debt, I've got some student loan debt. Okay, well, how much do you have? You know, and what what are you actually doing about it to get it paid off? So you think that's typical that people have more debt than they really uh, realize or acknowledge? I, I believe so. I think in almost not. I'll say I won't say every single situation, but majority of situations I've ran into, um, it's always people have a little bit more debt than they thought, um, and they always have a little bit less saved than they thought. <laughs> it seems to be the common, the recurring thread that I see. Now, you, you also have what you call PX Rangers, which is living beyond your means. Uh, what does that mean, and how, how should people use that? Yeah, so um, 
And so for those that are familiar with the Army, uh, you might have heard of the Army Rangers. You know, these are the elite of the elite. I mean, these guys are hardcore. These are the guys you don't, you don't want to stare in the eye because you're just, you're just that afraid of them. Um, it, it's a little-known um, fact that on a military post, you can go in and buy any type of rank or uh, military uh, gear, I guess, that, that, you, that you want. So, for example, if you want to walk in and buy uh, a rank to being like a, a general, you could do it. Um, you could put it on your uniform. Um, you better not be caught because that's not a good thing. And you could also buy what was called a ranger tab, and this was just something you'd wear on your uniform that, uh, you know, basically separating you know, who's a ranger or not. So it was always, um, it was always like the, the term PX ranger means, oh, you can go to the post exchange and buy a ranger tab and you can be a ranger. Just don't let a real ranger find you out. And you always hear about keeping up with the Joneses, you know, the people that, um, you know, from my experience that, when you look at the outside looking in, you know, they have these beautiful homes and these nice cars, and they think that they have the best, you know, they have the best life ever, you know, made straight for TV. But, you know, oftentimes if you actually got a chance to look underneath the hood and see, wow, okay, they have a lot of credit card debt. They have this huge mortgage. They have a sec- home equity line of credit. Uh, you know, they're tapped out on all these department store cards. You know, so these people that are basically what I call a PX Ranger, meaning that everything is a facade, it's a fake. Uh, they're just trying to present themselves as being more than they're, they're not. And I just want to warn people to, you know, be, be cautious of that. You know, stop trying to compare yourself to people because you never really know what's going on in their situation. Um, I know that I've had several, you know, instances where, you know, we've got young kids now. So every, every, uh, my son goes to these birthday parties, and I feel like all these moms are just trying to compete with each other. Like, well, look what, what this one did. And it's always some Pinterest spread, you know, made straight for Pinterest. And, you know, it's, it's when you, you, know, you know what they do, you know their salaries, you know that they're probably not paying cash for this. So don't be caught up in that. Good idea. Then you talk about getting your roster number, your credit score. What, what should you find out about your credit score, and how can you improve it? Now, how, how do people hurt their credit scores, and therefore are able to improve it. Yeah, I think, you know, the one thing, you know, one of the challenges that I have people do is just, for one, get your credit score. You know, go to myfico.com, go to, you know, all, any of these free sites, creditkarma.com, uh, credit.com, uh, to get a, a credit score because people are just oblivious. They have no idea. And even worse, um, I can't remember the exact stat, but I think it was like one in three people, it might even be higher than that, have an error on their credit report. And this error could be simple as having the wrong address, uh, having the wrong social security number, or having uh, a line of credit still open that maybe you closed many years ago that could be affecting what your current credit score is. So just do, you know, checking your credit report. You know, the personal example I shared was I had a gym membership uh, from a Bally's gym. I used to live on the West Coast that was still on my credit report, even though I hadn't been to the gym in over two years, and it had canceled my membership, you know, two years prior, so I thought. But it was still showing as a delinquent uh, payment on my credit report, which then in turn was affecting my credit score. And for those that don't know, you know, when you your credit score, that is your, that's your, like, everything when it comes to how credit agencies look at you nowadays. You know, whenever you go to apply for a loan to buy a car, you know, the uh, rent an apartment, buy a house, get a loan, uh, you know, apply for a credit card, whatever these, all these things factor into what that credit score is. And if you are oblivious to it, then you're potentially hurting yourself for that time when you're going to need to utilize it. And you call uh, errors in your credit report landmines. 
What do you do if you find some things that are error, and, and how do you correct them? Yeah, so the 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 first, you know, so get your uh, free credit report from annualcreditreport.com. Uh, uh, it's free. You can get it. I think uh, you know at least once a year. Uh, I, I'm diligent at least checking it once a year to just to make sure. If you find an error, I know, like in my case, I you know had to contact my gym and say, hey, what's the deal here? You know, why are you still showing this? So I had to actually contact them directly. Um, you could also contact, if it's something that maybe, let's say it's a business that's no longer around or something that's still hurting your credit, you know, it's uh, contacting the uh, the bureaus, whether it be Experian, um, TransUnion, you know, any of these um, companies that, you know, just to let them know, hey, you know, here's the issue, here's what needs to be fixed. Uh, and I think even on my blog post, I have a sample letter that you can send you know, you can just kind of plug and play and fill in the uh, the information that you need, uh, just to get it uh, get it rectified. Indeed, you then talk about uh, identifying your goals, what you call land navigation certification. So, what are some of the goals that people should be setting up? Yeah, so I think you know, I think the one thing that uh, most people I know for me, like I'm <laughs> I'm super ambitious. So, like when I finally get on a kick where I want to do something, it's like I want to do like ten things all at the same time. You know, but the reality is, is that you can only do so much at the beginning. And I usually have people focus on, you know, what's the number one thing right now that is affecting you, that's stressing you out financially, that, you know, when you go to bed and you, and you just can't stop thinking about it, you just can't, t- can't turn off. So identify, you know, what the number one thing is that you want to address. So let's say, for example, it's your student loans. You know, like you've got $20,000 of student loans that you want to, you know, take care of. So, you know, setting your goal, you know, so I, I kind of mirror it to what we did in the military is having certain operations. You know, so operation, uh, student loans, we'll just keep it simple here. So here's my, op- you know, here's my mission. You know, it's, it's to pay off my student loans. Now what's the plan of attack? You know, how are we going to do it? And then make sure that you revisit that, you know, each I'll say at least once a quarter, but, you know, if you're going to hope about it, you know, something you want to visit maybe on a monthly basis, you know, what what are you doing? What's working? What's not working? What do you need to tweak, you know, to make things uh, work more smoothly? Uh, and just always reevaluate so that you can be better off, you know, going forward. So you're saying if you don't set those goals, and you should, you're saying people should write them down as well, then you're not going to be focused enough to achieve them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, something that I do literally every single quarter is I write down my new goals. You know, it's not just my quarterly goals, but I have quarterly goals, I have annual goals, and I also have uh, three-year and lifetime goals. And that might be a bit extreme for most, but the thing is that your goals today, you know, it's going to change. I mean, whatever you do today, I mean, it's kind of like doing a to-do list, right? You write to-do list every single goal. I try to do one every single day, just what, I need to, what things I need to get done. But guess what? Tomorrow's a new day. You know, same thing with your goals. What your goal is today, things evolve. You know, life changes. Uh, but you, they have to be in front of you. And I would also challenge you, you know, if you're this day and age, we're so technology savvy, so we want to type them out, put them on a Word document, put them on a Google Doc, maybe send them an email. But I would encourage you to write them down, you know, old school, legal pad, paper, Whatever, write it down because it, it's it, you tend tend to feel it more when you write it down, and then most and even more importantly, post it so you see it. You know, whether it be on your bathroom mirror so you see it every single day while you're getting ready. You know, on your refrigerator, uh, maybe it's on your work computer. You know, it's just something where you see it so you don't lose sight of what the mission and what the goal is. You talk about going from chaos to precision in accomplishing these goals. What are some steps that you can take? to kind of actually make these things happen and accomplish, achieve these goals? 
Yeah, so I think, you know, one is to write them down, but the thing also, too, going back to the battle buddy, is also sharing these goals with somebody that's going to hold you accountable. Um, and then also, I think, I think other, also very important is whenever you share the goals and how you're going to do it, um, share the steps and how you plan on getting it done. Because, for example, I've had people that uh, want to start a Roth IRA and have a young, a lot of young people that get very ambitious and they want to say, oh, I want to start saving you know, $300 a month, which for a young person might be really hard, but they get really excited about it because they see you know, the potential that comes with it. But as life always does, throws you a curveball, and then you start, oh, my gosh, i got to pay for this bill, i got this due, how am I really going to afford $300 a month? So next thing you know, two months into it, you cut it back or you stop it altogether because your goals weren't real, because they weren't achievable. So, you know, if your goal is to pay off $20,000 of student loan debt and you want to do it, you know, in, in six months, well, you're probably not going to get it done unless you've got some access to funds I'm not aware of. So sharing the steps, how you're going to do it with somebody that can keep you honest and make sure that you're going to be able to attain them because if you get too ambitious, then you're most likely to quit too soon. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. He's a military veteran, uh, and he's also the author of a new book called Soldier of Finance, Take Charge of Your Money and Invest in Your Future. His website is soldieroffinance.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. Uh, He's a military veteran and author of a new book called Soldier of Finance, Take Charge of Your Money and Invest in Your Future. The website to find out more about the book is soldieroffinance.com. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thank you. So now we're going to implement the advice we've got here. The first thing is to destroy the enemy, as you say, uh, which is to pay off debt. What are some specific things people can do uh, to pay off their debt? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think many people are familiar with the uh, the debt snowball strategy. You know, that was introduced by uh, by Dave Ramsey. You know, who I adore and respect, and you know, just basically as simple as writing down your um, all your debts and then uh, targeting. Uh, the ones that have the uh, the smallest balance first to give you momentum, which I totally I love that strategy. Uh, as a financial planner, though, sometimes it doesn't it might not make as much sense, especially if you have a higher amount of debt that say is like a, a higher interest rate. Um, so I think you know there's a couple different ways that you can tackle it, and you know my suggestion is you know you just find out what works best for you. And I know the question I like to ask is. You know, what is the debt, all the debts that you have, you know, what is the one we talked about earlier? What's the one that uh, that you lose sleep over? You know, what's the one that when you think about it, it just it angers you and just gives you just disgust and just you just want to be done with it? And if that's not the $300, you know, Sears card, then, you know, screw that one and go towards the one that uh, that's affecting you the most because that's the one that you need to get rid of. And that way you can just pour, you know, all your resources, all your energy into that. And you'll just feel so much better once you finally get it paid off. You have different techniques for paying off debt. One of them is what you call the Tabata method. Mm-hmm. Describe briefly how that works. Yeah, so uh, Tabata was a, uh, it's a principle that was introduced to me uh, doing uh, the workout program uh, called CrossFit. And uh, the principle is this. It's doing 20 seconds of work followed by 10 seconds of rest. And if you think of like anything that you do in, in your life, you know you can only do something so hard you know, for so long before you wear out. And we all need to take a break. So, you know, what the, the bottom method basically is showing or demonstrating is, you know, let's say that, um, you know, with the, the student loan debt, just an easy example to use here, is, you know, okay, I'm going to go hard, re- really hard as I can. And maybe that's for, you know, in this case, the 20, uh, 20 seconds of work could be uh, three months of work. You know, you just kind of find out that, uh, that ratio to you. So what does that mean? So that basically means that for, you know, three months that you're going to eat out, not at all. You know, you're going to eat, you know, you're going to brown bag it to lunch every single day uh, or to work every single day. Uh, you know, you're not going to eat out with your spouse. You're going to cut back on, you know, buying new stuff. You know, you're going to basically just go full extreme for a certain period of time, knowing that you're going to allow a grace period, you know, followed by maybe two weeks, a month, where, okay, you can get kind of back on the normal schedule, not getting too crazy, of course. But allows you just to take a break from doing a, a hardcore method of getting uh, getting uh, out of debt. Okay, then you have what you call the sensitive items report, uh, which is tactical budgeting. Uh, how can you budget so that you can meet the goals you've set up before? Yeah, so you know, for those that hate budgeting, you know, if you're in that camp, guess welcome to my camp because that's that's where I'm at. Um, I'm I hate budgeting. You know, I'm a financial planner, but yet you can pay me enough to budget. But I, I do see where budgeting is important, especially for those that are, you know, either trying to get out of debt or trying to build wealth. You know, you've got to know what what the cash flow is. You've got to know what's coming in and what's going out. And 
you know, for those that struggle with budgeting, um, you know, if you're if you are familiar with some online tools, you got Mint.com, you've got YouNeedABudget.com. You know, there are some great online resources that actually make budgeting cool, which I never thought could happen, but they've done it. I'm impressed. But I know something that me and my wife have done that we've always done what has been tactical budgeting, and what I mean by that is is that we anytime we come across certain situations, uh, for example, having a new kid or building a new house, or starting a new business, you know, that's when we will then take a look at our budget, at our finances, a lot more closely just to make sure that everything is on par, that everything is good, and that we can actually move forward on whatever the next, you know, major life event is. Uh, and that's something that I encourage people to do. You know, like, if you can't budget 24-7, you know, then look at doing taxable budgeting. And that's really identifying just, it's just keeping track of what you're spending. You know, write it down. It doesn't take a whole lot to take a legal pad, a pen, and just track how much you're spending each and every day. So now we've got the budgeting under control. We've got the debt under control. The next thing you talk about is savings and increasing your savings using what's called the Frago method, F-R-A-G-O. What do you mean by that, and how can you increase your savings? Yeah, so the Frago Fund is the uh, Financial Reserves uh, and Goal Obligation Fund. Um, just a, a fancy Army-like acronym you know, for having an emergency fund. But um, I think oftentimes you hear, like, well, how much do I need to have you know, in my savings account? How much do I need to have in an emergency fund? And one of the more common numbers that you hear is, like, you know, start off having $1,000. You know, that's kind of like your, your first step. Um, the reality, though, is that depending on where you live, you know, even I live in uh, a small town in the Midwest, you know, southern Illinois, and if I only had $1,000 in my savings account and I lost my job, then that would barely cover my mortgage, you know, that doesn't include health insurance, doesn't include, you know, electricity bill, doesn't include a lot of the basic needs that we need, you know, for me, my wife, and our three boys, you know, to live off of. So, you know, the Frago Fund is to represent, um, it's in the military we have what's called a Frag Order, which just a basically means that anytime you're starting down a journey or a mission, in life throws you a curveball, you've got to adjust, and that's the Frag Order. You know, life is always going to throw adjustments after you or at you. you just got to be willing to adjust to that. Having enough in cash, in savings, will allow you to continue down whatever your mission is, whatever your goal is, without having to, uh, you know, uh, abort that plan because you've analyzed and have enough savings. You say there are imposters in, in the way to uh, improving savings. What are some of the imposters that people look at where they think they're saving? Yeah, um, I've had people tell me that they have. Oh, I don't need savings because I can get cash back on my credit card. And I literally, uh, I'm a Christian guy, but there are sometimes I want to slap people when I hear that. <laughs> um, uh, credit cards is one. Uh, home, equ- excuse me, home equity lines of credit. Uh, you know, it's another thing. Oh, well, I can borrow money for cheap. Like, well, that's great. Well, why would you? Have to, why would you want to have to borrow for cheap when you can have it cash on hand and have your own cash? Um, I had a uh, a lady came in. This is several years ago that uh, she was just you know struggling trying to retire and she had uh, payday loans and was blown away that one of her lo- loans the APR was five hundred and twenty one percent. That's how much she was paying interest on her payday loan. Uh, that's definitely uh, an imposter. Uh, and then also your stuff, you know, just trying to sell stuff, you know, through garage sales or uh, through pawn shops. You know, nothing can take away the power of cash. You know, cash is king. That's what you want to have. Where should you put your savings uh, since you're earning almost nothing these days on checking and savings accounts? Is there some place to earn a little bit more while you're keeping it liquid? Yeah, you know, I, I think nowadays, I mean, 
It's been tough. I mean, even some of the online savings, uh, you know, going that route has been able to yield a little bit higher interest rate, but not like it used to be. Um, so, I mean, it's, it is tougher now. So, you know, I think, you know, with your savings, it's there for a reason. That's your insurance. That's your protection. It's not made to make you a lot of interest. You know, if, if you're comfortable doing online savings, you know, there are some awesome online banks that you could utilize. Uh, also, look around the local level. Sometimes local banks or local credit unions might be able to do more of a competitive uh, rate, you know, the, more than the uh, the big banks might be able to provide. So, you know, just uh, go online or, you know, just call around. And you might be able to find a little bit higher rate than you can get somewhere else. You say that some people can go too far and they have too much in their savings accounts. What would that, how, how much would that be to have too much in your savings account? Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it all depends on the individual. So, I mean, if you've got a stable job, you know, you've got stable income, so you know how much you're going to get per month, and there's no uh, threat of, you know, losing your job, you know, I think anywhere in that six to nine months range is probably going to be fine. Um, I remember I came across a, uh, a client that uh, fit that situation to a bill. You know, the, he had a good, uh, you know, coast government job, his wife was a teacher, and they had almost, I think, 18 to 24 months worth of uh, cash cash on hand and literally as we know it, it was making next to nothing and so in that case you know it, it made it was wise of them to take some of that money and invest it whether it be into some conservative mutual funds or some other uh higher yielding uh investments that exist the next section you have is what you call manuals and orders getting started investing what are some of the things that make it hard for people to get started investing and how can they overcome that I think it just it's hard for many people to get started because they just don't know where. You know, it's in this day and age it's kind of ironic in the sense that there's so much information nowadays. I mean, you shouldn't have the information you you know, you should have enough information you need to actually get started investing, but I think that it's almost paralysis by analysis. It's just too much. So people don't take that first step. Um I I actually encourage people to do something a little bit different. You know, most people will say, well, if you, your employer offers a 401k, that's where you want to start. It's not bad. You know, if that's the direction you want to start, then that's fine. But I would challenge you, because most people that I see that have a 401k, they have it on autopilot, which you definitely don't want to day trade your 401k, but you want to know what's going on. You want to know where your money is being invested, and you definitely don't want your employer to choose the default investment options for you. Because if you think about that, your 401k is probably going to be the largest asset that you own, you know, either going to be the largest or second largest to your home. So why would you want to have your employer, who really knows nothing about your goals, your dreams, when you want to retire, why would you want to have them in charge choosing where your money is being invested, which is going to be the largest thing that you own? I mean, it's just absurd when you think about it, but people don't take the time and effort to do so. So I actually encourage people to actually go out and open a Roth IRA, whether that be online, a local uh, broker, something where you now have some skin in the game. You actually have to go somewhere. You actually have to do something. You have to open an account. And you have to know what's going on uh, and just be better informed about your financial decisions. You talk about the magic 10%. Uh, is, is that kind of a goal that people should be earning uh, 10% on an annualized basis? What is so magic about that 10% number? Uh, 10% as far as that's how much they – I think that's a good starting point starting point for people to save because I think that many people and 10% of their uh, pre-tax money uh, because I, I, I can't, I can't believe how many times I come across people that are saving, you know, 3% or 5% or they're saving enough just to get their 401k match. 
But the reality is like, you know, 10% is like the starting point, but the reality is that you need to be in that 15 to 20% range if you have any hope of retiring at an age that is actually, you know, somewhat normal instead of working till you're, uh, you know, 70 plus. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Jeff Rose. Uh, he's the author of a new book called Soldier of Finance, Take Charge of Your Money and Invest in Your Future. There is a website related to the book, which is soldieroffinance.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour, Jeff Rose, is the author of a new book called Soldier of Finance. Take charge of your money and invest in your future. Jeff is a military veteran, and his website is soldieroffinance.com. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. So we're, we've now figured out you want to aim for at least 10%, if not more, uh, as far as the amount you save and invest. What are some of the vehicles that people should start with if they haven't really invested before? Let, let's start with uh, stocks. Yeah, so if you've never invested before, um, you're, you're not allowed to invest in stocks, in my opinion. <laughs> um, okay. I've had too many people that um, – they just have a bad experience, you know, because people always, they never really want to buy a stock that they know or are familiar with. It's always a stock recommendation that – a family member or a coworker told them about, and then they have known nothing about the stock, so then they invest the money, and then they lose, and they never want to invest again. Um, so at least for the time being, um, I always like to have people start with, so we're, we're past uh, the savings, you know, in your uh, Frago fund, so now we're actually looking to, you know, invest and build wealth. And, you know, to me, I think you've got to start with uh, mutual funds or ETFs or some type of, uh, some type of index uh collaborative type investment so that way you're getting you know your fair share of a bunch of different stocks 
and most importantly, you're not going to get burnt uh, too soon. It allows you to kind of get your feet wet first. And you're saying CD ladders as well. I mean, even though yields on pretty much all CDs are still 1% or less, you're still saying to do a CD ladder? Yeah, you know, I think I, I think uh, the CD ladder, I think, still makes sense to an extent. Um, it's probably not the same as it was, you know, several years ago. Like, gosh, it doesn't seem that long ago, but, you know, maybe you're doing, like, one-year CDs. But I've seen people still doing, like, three-year and five-year CD ladders, you know, just trying to get whatever extra yield that they can get. Uh, you know, these for people that are definitely risk-averse, but if – if you're looking for a little bit more oomph, uh, I think mutual funds make a lot of sense. I've also been a really big uh, fan of uh, peer-to-peer lending. Uh, that's really exploded in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, this is definitely a little bit more risky, but it's been able in a very low interest rate environment. Um, I've read a lot of uh, research and reports of people that may have been able to get between seven, eight, nine percent interest. You know, on some of these peer-to-peer loans. You say that a Roth IRA is important, too. What is so good about a Roth IRA, and should everybody have one? Um, you know, I think in a perfect world, I think maybe everybody should have one. But, you know, if you're a little bit late in the game, you know, if you're uh, 45, 50 plus, and you're planning, not planning on working uh, for 20 plus years longer, then a Roth IRA is probably not going to make as much most sense to you. But if you're someone that, uh, you know, 20, 30s, early 40s, that uh, loves the idea of having tax-free money, uh, waiting for you at retirement. Um, I think that a Roth IRA makes a whole lot of sense. You definitely want to check it out. You have a whole section on the, what you call the basic housing allowances and getting the mortgage uh, basics right. What are some things that people should know when they're getting a mortgage in today's market where things are much tighter? Yeah, I think you know the, the big thing that most people don't realize is that when they go into buying a house, they just look at, okay, what's the mortgage payment going to be? You know, what, how much house can we afford in that sense? I, what I think people lose sight on is what are the extra costs that come along with owning a home? You know, what about, uh, you know, any uh, insurances and what happens if, you know, uh, furnishing a home, uh, you know, having to do uh, landscaping? What happens if something goes wrong at the home and you have to fix it because you don't have a landlord that's there to help uh, fix things? Um, We've encountered so many little things, and I've been, you know, thankful that my father-in-law is super handy because I am not. And so much more money we would have had to spend if we didn't have, you know, someone there as a resource to help us. So I think uh, that's another thing that you have to factor in on, like how what other costs are going to be associated with you buying uh, your house. When you're buying a house, you say there are various housing traps to avoid. What are some traps that people fall into when buying a house in the first place? Uh, I think I think that out. Uh, that's definitely a big trap. Is uh, not estimating what other costs are going to be. Uh, also, I think it's just listening to other people's advice on how much they think that you can afford. Um, don't don't let other people do your math <laughs> for you. Uh, you know, you need to know uh, what how much house you can really afford and, and put a pencil to it. Make sure that that all the numbers match up. Uh, also, just make sure what's going on with your neighborhood. You know, make sure that you're not overpaying. Uh, awesome sites like Zillow.com, you know, can give you a fair idea of what's going on with your neighborhood, how much you should pay, um, and just so you don't overpay. And now you're stuck, you know, in a really expensive mortgage. At the end of your book, you talk about your body armor, which is various kinds of insurance. So let's briefly go through some things people should know about those. Uh, first of all, auto insurance. What are some things people should know to get the right deals on auto insurance? You know, I think uh, just the one thing is just to shop around. I mean, I'm just, uh, I think we've actually switched carriers at least two or three times in the last five years. And that's just because uh, we've been just shopped around, you know, and it was, uh, we didn't, I think we, we tried some online routes, but 
We also just called some uh, local independent uh, outfits just to see, you know, how we can do. And every time we've switched, I mean, we, we've always saved probably 10 or 15 percent. You know, that's just off auto insurance, but it's on our, our entire insurance package. So I think, you know, that, that could actually be applied to, uh, you know, many things that we're going to discuss on the insurance side. And then how about homeowners' renters' insurance? What are things people do wrong on that area? Um, I think probably the biggest thing is just uh, they're underinsured. You know, they're, uh, they're not really uh, as familiar with, uh, with the, uh, the value of their home, you know, not knowing that true value and what that replacement value is going to be. So, you know, just making sure you have a, a really good understanding. And more importantly, make sure you have an insurance agent that gets it. You know, I think oftentimes you'll see uh, maybe uh, newer insurance agents and maybe you're trying to help out because it's a friend of a family or who knows whatever the reason might be. But, uh, you know, make sure that you've got someone's experience, you know, in that particular type of insurance so that you're not left uh, screwed, you know, if you end up having some type of uh, disaster happen to you. And then you've got an area on medical insurance. Things are really changing pretty rapidly in the health insurance area. What should people look for, particularly as these health insurance exchanges open up? Yeah, I know this is something that's just ever-evolving. So, you know, we've got three young kids. You know, we're, um, I'm actually self-employed, so we're always having to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, with our insurance that we have the best package. And, you know, there's so many different things that you can have. You can have a, you know, a family package where you have a, all have a, High deductible. You know, we all we actually currently have uh, individual deductibles on all all our family members, and for the you know for the most part that works for us now. But I think we just got to notice that our premiums going up like two hundred bucks a month. You know, starting here soon. So guess what? We'll, guess what we'll be doing here the next couple months is just uh, shopping around and just making sure that uh, you know we get the the best plan for our family. You also have a section on life insurance. Uh, do you find that most people are underinsured and for life insurance? Um, yeah, I think uh, the most one of the most recent stats they put out there was uh, 35 million American households have no life insurance whatsoever, uh, which just boggles my mind. I actually we just had a, a wedding uh, wedding reception and wedding ceremony with uh, some old friends of ours, and I was talking to uh, one of the guys there, and he's a young guy about my age, he's got two young kids. And I don't know how we even talk about life insurance. I promise I didn't bring it up. He's the one that brought it up. I don't do that at weddings, but um, he brought it up and he told me he's like, "Oh, I've just I've got ten thousand dollars, you know, to, just to cover my burial." And I'm like, "Wait, does your employer offer anything else?" It's like, "No, just the ten thousand. And I was like, "Man, I go listen. I go. I'm not. I don't want to give you the whole spiel, but you know, I've got three young kids, and this is how much life insurance that I have. And it's not there just to bury me. It's there to take care of my wife and my kids in case something happens to me." You know, life insurance is cheap. You know, it, there's no reason why you shouldn't have, you know, a couple million dollars of life insurance. You know, make sure that your family is okay if something happened to you. So we're, we're just about the end. Kind of, why don't you sum up all the different things we've talked about? A lot of things very quick, quickly here. What a difference it would make in people's lives to implement the advice we've talked about compared to what they're doing uh, without implementing this kind of advice. Yeah, you know, I think I think the, the one thing that I really want people to take away from the book is. You know, for those that have, because I think we've all made some bad financial decisions, you know, whether we were young, whether, whether it happened currently, but there's always something that we could re- look back and like, you know what, I wish I would have done that differently. And unfortunately, a lot of people use, use those past mistakes as their, you know, as a cripple, as a, as a handicap, because they don't want to address, they don't think they can, you know, address it and actually get back on financial track. And, you know, for those that are in that state that currently think that they can't get ahead, I just want to challenge you. Like, you know, this is what this book is for, is to showcase, you know, some of my personal blunders I've made. And trust me, I've made some really bad financial decisions, but 
because I wanted more and I want to get ahead. You know, this is what this book is there is there to do is to help you get on track. You know, to understand your why, to get your credit score in order. You know, to get your savings on track, to get you started investing, and to make sure that you are properly insured are just some of the areas of getting your life back on. Uh, you know, just getting back uh, take charge of your life. And you've got some resources, some websites, and things at the end of the book that can help people. Thanks so much, Jeff. This has been very informative. Uh, Jeff Rose is a a former military guy, is uh, now a a certified financial planner in Illinois. His latest book is called Soldier of Finance, Take Charge of Your Money and Invest in Your Future. The website where you can find out more about the book is soldieroffinance.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on the show, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.